Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 60. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M as usual. It's anime time. It is anime time. Uh, and once again, uh, we are joined by guests. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Chris, also known as Unsniped in the Discord. Um, and that's about the only place you'll find me. Yeah, hidden. <laughs> I feel like increasingly people we interact with just don't have a, like a social media presence. And honestly, clean living. For um, work, it would be very bad if I did, and I will leave it at that. There you go. Um. Yeah. No. Can't blame anyone for this. Uh. But yeah. Welcome. Um. What have you brought to us today? <laughs> I have brought the most anime. Uh, it is the 2021 anime adaptation of Mashoku Tensei, or Jobless Reincarnation. Um, it is a, an adaptation of a light novel that people, uh, whether true or not, refer uh, credit or blame with the modern isekai trend, genre, all that good stuff. Um, and I think it was, and it would be an interesting thing for y'all to watch to see what both modern anime and like modern isekai trends look like, as well as like where a lot of those go wrong compared to this. If you can believe that. No, no, I can't. Believe <laughs> so I, I can, I can because I, I watched the Mother's Basement video on this. Um, and I get, I get it, <laughs> but the thi- so okay, all right. So we have to do a couple things at the top. This need like, in a way that we don't normally do. This this vi- episode will need an actual content warning for the content shit. Content warnings abound. Uh, in terms of like, yes, no, the first work in history that requires just the. You know how annoying it is when someone just says content warning. And you're like, that doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> that's that's what the uh, mission intensity needs. No, yeah, uh, but, okay, so specifically. Uh, what, yeah, specifically for uh, sexual assault, uh, sexualization of minors, and slavery. I think yes. that's the big three here. Those are the big three. Yeah. Um, just prominent themes of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about all of them openly throughout this episode. Um, there, so just you know, I, when I finished, I was like, "We have to do an actual content warning, like like a, like we're covering something the real shit." I guess. Yeah. Um, Apologies for that. Uh, so. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll start at the top. I like this series. I have read the light novels. It has capital P problems. But I think the way that it has those problems are interesting, especially compared to like more other modern things if you look at like Shield Hero, which is its own brand of yikes, or any of the 15 isekai that air every season that like don't understand the part or it, the way that I interpret it is the part where the show understands that that Rudius is a problem. It's strange. So, uh I in a Herculean effort have read all the light novels for this, for the six that we've covered. Uh okay. really? Time. Yes. <laughs> you wonder why I was going so slow through the show yesterday. <laughs> um Yeah, I just watched the show. So I, I only have the show context here. Um, but I think I'm more generous than uh, Jackson generally on this, so it'll be fine. It's because I have read the, the the night novels, and the show is very different. It is substantially different in that it is like the the Cliff Notes version of the light novels without all the like internal monologue that make the premise super weird. Um, it has like one percent of the stuff in the anime. Yeah. 
Um, and originally I was just going to um, peek in on the light novels and then uh, just watch the show. But when I realized volume one was just so radically different, I was like, I have to fucking read the rest if I'm going to understand this. Um and you didn't. I didn't have to. I was no, fine. <laughs> you just watched the show like a normal person, which is an important perspective because I do think it changes the way, uh, the way yes, some of it reads. There's, um, there's a lot of things that read very different just in the anime that I think paint the Rudius and a lot of the cast in a worse light. But also, they've got to make a 23 episode animated series. So uh, let's. Uh, who wants to summarize? M, do you want to summarize? Given you just watched, I can, like, yeah, the, I can briefly the, summarize the important the events. Things. Yes. So there's a, there's a guy. He's a neat in Japan. Um, he was bullied when he was younger, um, and just kind of retreated, like in high school, and just retreated. Now he's in his thirties, and he's just like living at home, watching like what is heavily implied just be a bunch of like gross hentai shit and dating games and whatever. Um, and he's like so withdrawn he doesn't go to his parents funeral right parents funeral yeah and so the family like the rest of the family comes in in a rage like kicks him out um onto the street and while he's on like literally like three seconds on the street what do i do now sees a truck barreling towards some uh students and sacrifices himself pushing them out of the way gets hit by a car uh dies and then resurrects as a baby in a fantasy world um and the first let's say Four episodes are his growing, like his home life growing up, um, where he is narrating as the adult in this kid's body in this fantasy world as he gets used to being in a fantasy world, learns magic, gets taught, learns that his parents are kind of fucked up, um, you know, uh, has a big crush on his teacher who's like this mage girl. Um, then has a crush on this other girl that he meets who's this elf and um, then he gets shipped off to go sword be a sword because his dad's like you can go to magic school but after you prove that you can like you know be useful and you learn a goddamn sword or whatever and he's you go- can he's- take you can take your girlfriend to magic school too is like yes, the important yes part. yeah yeah um but you gotta go there's like a you know a branch of our family like a cousin who's like rich you need to go and teach his uh you know hell raising daughter how to do magic he goes and does that he tries to do that does pretty well teaches her like sword master also is this big giant a big titty cat girl uh who's probably the best character in the show um how to do magic and they're just kind of like growing up and like living this weird palace intrigue you're like oh game of thrones is about to pop off here because there's this whole thing about like uh like a battle for power and one of the adults is trying to get rudy to uh, marry this girl heiress and it would like help unite the families but also cement his power blah, blah, blah. just a bunch of in- palace intrigue shit um that is thrown immediately away as like a big magical explosion happens one day that causes a huge diaspora where everyone caught in it i mean it seems to be like the kingdom caught in it everyone's just like magically transported somewhere else like all across the world um and it's it's uh, in dealing with that, Rudy and uh, Eris, the girl he's training, were transported together into the, the demon world, monster kingdom. I don't remember what it's called. What's the demon official continent. word? The demon continent. Demon yeah. continent, uh, where they meet a swordsman who's part of this uh, race of like demon guys called the Spurred that everyone are very afraid of. There's like they are they are known by rumor as like being cursed, and if you encounter one, they'll kill you and it's it, it's just a lot of like fantasy racism but they, they, he seems a decent guy and he's willing to protect them and rudy has a plan that they're gonna go on an adventuring party to get home and in doing so 
uh, clear his name and like the name of the spurred by just doing good deeds or whatever. And so they, there's a whole arc where they adventure, they meet some beast people, whatever. Um, and uh, they eventually come home only to realize that, yeah, the rest of the world also got fucked up. It wasn't just them because they hadn't really talked to anyone who was from their part of the world. And meanwhile, like Roxy, his magic teacher is around trying to do like is on her own quest with a bunch of ridiculous fantasy characters and his dad paul is looking for his wife and his uh maid slash other wife it's complicated and their kids um that have all been sent across the world um and uh rudy meets up with paul has like a reckoning with his dad um i think this is the this is maybe the part of season one that i think is like most interesting the part where he meets paul again um and then he goes back to the kingdom goes back to the kingdom and Eris finds out that her dad's dead and like everything's fucked up and she needs to be married off to a noble immediately before she loses everything. And uh, she decides she's going to, she, she's going to probably, it seems like she's going, she's resigned to doing that. Um, and then in the night she comes in and sleeps with Rudeus uh, because they've been like, will they, won't they? Yes. These characters, these, for the record, uh, like Rudeus, I think is 13 and Eris is 15. It's fucked up. Uh, We'll yep. talk about it. Um, but then she, he wakes up the next day and he finds like she cut off her hair and left a note saying that I'm going to go travel the world. And he's very depressed for a bit until he realizes that um, he should probably do something, anything, because literally people are dying because he's just sitting here doing fuck all. Um, and he decides to stand up and walk out. And it's like, come back in season two to see if he does anything. Um, I, I don't and- mean to shock you, but uh, the specifically the Rudy scenes in that episode, not in the light novel. That doesn't surprise me because it's probably just like the start of a next arc, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They need to they need to end the season. All the other stuff with the other characters and the like the, the status quo stuff, that is how the light level ends. But he just like gets left behind by um uh Aris and then goes on with you know, just carries on. Yeah. Uh, so Spoiler, it, in the next light novel he does go off to like try to do something. But yeah. yes. Yeah. No, I mean, he straight up is like, oh, I need to go adventuring and I need to make sure that thing. What, he's looking for. Is he still Specifically looking for his mom? Yeah. Who is still missing after yeah, the diaspora. And we don't even know where. They got a magical, we'll tell you where everyone is, and they don't know where she is specifically. Yeah. yeah. Like a big idea, but. Well, this, this series does a lot of things with, like. Um, you know how everyone talks about Game of Thrones, the early seasons uh, of this is real fantasy because it's written knowing that traveling across inf- like continents takes time. It does. There are so many different characters who like know different things about where people are across the world that takes years to work out. Roxy know now now knows where the mum is, but has missed Rudy and been searching for him all season. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I so. Yeah, there's. I think I'm. I'm gonna. I'm a like lower world building person. I like that it like considers that travel takes time, in a way. But I can see where that might be a little bit more tired. Um, I'm ambivalent about this as a choice. Um, other than this season, extremely feels like a bunch of light novels being adapted because arcs will just straight up end in the next episode. You're like, we're just a new status quo, and two years have passed because it's a new novel now, and it feels it, the the adaptation is very obvious in the in the book in the, oh, like watching the show you know yes. okay so here's here before we get to like the stuff let's just talk about briefly about the life novel forms and the things that you missed em that is to say yeah. you know how <laughs> you know how the uh um arc in the city with the adventuring guild is like two episodes 
Yeah, they're like the worst two episodes also. There's like 200 pages of light novel about the fucking ranks in the guilds and the ways in which you have to go up the ranks and manipulate the teams and his plan with the, like, the other team that he's stealing the money from and they're going back and forth between their thing. Then he's like, oh, they might betray us and all we should work with a different... That's like 200 pages of novel. Just gone. Just fucking yeah, gone. It, it goes. <laughs> so when I was complaining about that yesterday, I was uh-huh. reading. I was in the middle of reading 200 pages of that happening nonstop. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's a uh, big change, and yes, it just otherwise just feels very condensed. It cuts out a lot of the world building, because uh, this is this is a very um hard fantasy type thing in that everything has rules, uh, everything has like a magic system that is uh, going to be explained to you in multiple parts, uh, and that's mostly condensed in the show. But something that I think is like good or at least more interesting is like it's not a a lot of these types of isekai and that's why i was saying like it's it'll be an interesting conversation compared to like other modern isekai is that most like nine out of ten of these are based off of some video game world where the rules of the world are like you see a pop-up and it's like ah i i know i have now gained the skill fireball and i can use fireball and if i thought hard about making another fireball i could use fireball too and it was nice to see or at least a bit more refreshing if you're in like the isekai hole like some of us might be myself particularly um to see just he's in a normal ass fantasy world that has you know its own rules that things operate by but that isn't game logic in the same way Yeah. so so when i was when i was watching it when i was watching the first arc like about him, like when he's just like a kid reading a book and learning how magic works, felt very much like stuff like um, Witch Hat Atelier or Hunter Hunter about like, yeah, there's there's fundamental natural laws to the world that you can grasp and then mix in goofy ways and then we'll, we'll meet characters who break those laws, you know, just the normal yeah. one of fantasy story way. Um, it's when they specifically got to this town's got an adventure guild where people take jobs and the jobs are ranked and you, you register your party like it's Etrian Odyssey or Monster Hunter and you go out and you, you get the uh, the rewards and you rank up. I'm like, that's a video game. That's yes. not real life at all. You just put the you put you made a fantasy world and then forgot it wasn't a video game to put a video game arc in it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Hunter Hunter has the Hunter Guild, like yeah. The but the entire world is wrapped way. around like a yes. broken the the broken system of the Hunter Guild and what that means. Yes. Um, this briefly has them flirt with monster hunters happening, and then the the, the story kind of moves away from it as in, in the rest of the towns, nobody really cares that much about the Hunter the, like the Adventurers Guilds. Um, in the like, light novels, they care a lot about the Adventuring Guild. <laughs> Yeah, um, they, they they do all care about the Adventuring Guild. They just kind of like skip over that. There's there are remnants of that in the show, like when um, Geese is like, make sure to stop forgetting about the Adventuring Guild in every town. <laughs> uh, when he okay. yeah, because off. he doesn't check the post to see that his dad had put out the notice saying, "Hey, find your mom." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that was ended up being one of my frustrations of like the world building is um a core focus of the of this uh, show. Uh, and the, the sometimes it's like this is the serious political world building of the magic rules and the, the the families and the continents that have split apart from these wars that I've dated for thousands of years. Um, but the the stuff with the adventuring guilds uh, really brushes against that. And then like, okay, if you're gonna world build this this hard, I need to know how money works and specifically 
It's when they start talking about slavery and like a lot of the people had been captured and sold into slavery, and that's what happened to much of the diaspora. And I'm like, okay, if you're gonna go there, I now need you need to be rock solid sure about what that like slavery is the result of an economic system and you need to like understand what that is and like what what the state is these are questions that have to be answered and they're just not like it's just a generic um fancy kingdom that they're in in uh asura the what's the center one called uh asura Uh, asura uh yeah and um i i like all the going straight from the adventure uh Adventure Guild stuff to I've come to this new town and now we're on a like weird arc about people being kidnapped and sold into slavery. Uh, I was like, this doesn't hold together. I don't know why any of this is happening. Um, and these topics are too heavy to be dealing in any kind of archetypal video gamey stuff. Uh, I'm sure compared to most Isekai, it's way lighter. Um, yeah, let me tell you about the, Shield here. Yeah, I know Shield here the, is like particularly disastrous. The thing, the thing for like even. Not speaking, like, materially, the way Jackson is. Mm-hmm. Just t- thinking about, like, what I want out of fiction. Um, Mushoku Tensei just reminded me of when I tried to read Game of Thrones. And I got two books in, and I was just like, I understand that some people find value in, like, oh, you think, you think like, the swords and uh, horses and knights and magic and shit was, like, cool, but actually it sucked because it was still, like, a historical condition where people were oppressed and slavery existed and every- everyone was shitty to women. And, uh it's gritty and real and some like some people genuinely think that the, like that that story that is a valuable thing to experience and like go through i'm not even saying that i just like necessarily think that's bad i just have never been interested um i'm i'm not really looking for a story about how fantasy kingdoms were miserable to women um because on some level to me i'm like that that's just sounds like a great way to forget that we live in a world that's miserable to women um and I don't think the show, this show and Game of Thrones in general is good about drawing lines about how those things are still constant. Um, and it, it just kind of bums me out a lot. <laughs> uh, and that's before you get to the, the all of the sexual assault shit. Um, kind of. Um, but I just, when I think about a fantasy world, I'm like, I want to I want to watch Escaflone. I don't want to watch the show <laughs> Tensei. Um, and uh that's just like a taste gulf that's like hard to, to cross i'm like i mostly just find some of these plots deeply unpleasant and wish that you would just put people in peril in like more uh like you know like less pitched ways they were full of uh this particular sort of violence mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah. No, i i agree with you nine times out of ten once again like if we're talking Game of Thrones, that is that is not. My yeah, yeah. Wheelhouse. I haven't watched a lot of like Isekai. I was like I said, I watched the Mother's Basin video on this. Uh, it was mostly on the first core. Um, I assume the second core wasn't out yet, but all the footage was basically pulled from the first core um, about um, this versus all of the things that followed in the wake of these light novels. Of you yeah. know, Sword Online happened, then everyone made their own big Isekai riffing on those novels, but they picked their own um, thing to focus on. And a lot of people indulged in their like worst impulses or like, what if this thing was the thing that I'm like fixated on as a societal problem and express the work and you get to like everything I've heard about shield hero makes that sound genuinely rancid and unpleasant. Um, in like a way where if you brought that in, like, I don't know, this one is like fraught. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we can talk through it. There's stuff here, I think. Um, yeah. And that, that's why I brought this one because like, 
if I recall correctly, you said you read like the first volume and a half of Sword Art. <laughs> I sure uh, did. I and... sure did. I got to, I got to the second volume and it was immediately like, ah, Kirito is looking at this fifteen uh, year old girl's upskirt as she's grabbed by a plant monster. I was like, nope, yep. nope, nope, nope. I can't do this anymore. It was so um, funny because yep. I'd seen the series and you were like, it doesn't have any of that. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's like the entire the first thing. book is literally <laughs> just he fights book. the monsters and gets married and it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, the first book goes through all of the, like, major beats of Sword Art, and the second book is the short stories where he meets the rest all of the All the other harem. girls, yeah. That's yeah. what I realized was like, oh, the harem meeting that is the first season is, like, the second book. Okay. Well, I guess that explains why you didn't see as much of it. And then you immediately loaded up the second book, we're like, out, eject, leaving, <laughs> goodbye! And then you hit the third book, where Asuna is trapped in a cage by her... I didn't, I just know of that by uh, rumor. Uh, yeah uh, yes um so and and i think that yeah that like i said i think there's interesting conversations to be had especially like in comparison to the things that people took and forgot to include or mm-hmm. just decided weren't important like making your main character a person where Rudy is bad, he does a lot of bad things, but you know who he is, especially in the light novels when you get a lot of his interiority. Like, Rudy is a person. Uh, Shield Hero Guy, not really a person. Uh, Kirito, not a person. Um, yeah, I, Rudy is weird because, like, looking at the responses, a lot of people are like, it's, it's like the story is about. I mean, I guess we're just going to get it. The story the people always talk about, like, the story's about how he's, like, a bad person who's trying to grapple with, like, these chances given to him and needs to see the world in a way that isn't fucking broken otaku brain um, and, like, perverted. Because, like, he literally, like, you know, as he grows, like, even as, like, a baby, just can only sees the world through, like, dating, like, dating age games and anime and is like, doesn't know how to relate to people beyond those tropes. And it, it's very bad and toxic. And that's fine. I get that. But the show also just kind of thinks that shit is funny. And I, I, I can't do both. Yeah. I did a, I did a Oops All Anime, which is a Scanline media podcast about uh, Ursa Yatsura. Ursa Yatsura is a fucking ses- sex farce comedy about a, a, a perverted boy and the two women who love him and hate each other. Um, and it's like broad and, uh, you know, it's not like very PC about it. Uh, he, he does be grabbing those girls. But it's a it's like a fucking cartoon. It's not about like this is the toxic behavior that drives uh, culture. Um, and thus I can kind of excuse it. And, it, you know, like I, I can enjoy it for what it is. Um, and if this and then I, the version of this, that's all about just like, let's reflect on what this stuff means when someone is like broken and gross because of the media they consume. I think that they're like less interested in that. But I think there's value in that. But you doing both makes it feel bad the entire time to me. Uh, yeah. Um, I did not intend to necessarily be like, in the light novel, but I didn't, I did not know, Chris, that you had also read them. Uh, oh, but, I have read up to where they are released in English. Uh, but I'm like, this conversation is going to go in a lot of that direction. So sorry. Adam. Yeah. yeah, no, I, that's why I wanted to finish. Cause I was like, yes. I know that you're just going to talk the books now. Uh, cause you, t- you would, you told me you'd read the first one and it just sounded very different. And so I'm like, I, I don't have anything to say once you start talking about the books. Yeah. So here's, here's my, um, I ultimately think uh, from what I've read, uh, the Mishaka Tensei is a complete fucking disaster that will never be good. Uh, but not for the reasons, the broad reasons that are, um, uh necessarily the ones that people say like because i've read them i'm like okay 
I was in on the first book. I thought it was kind of gross, but it had some really cool ideas. Specifically, the idea that like the thing that made um uh, really bad wasn't that he was like gross and disgusting. I mean, it, okay. His desire to become a better person in the new world in the first book was at least portrayed and clearly does not uh, like um, resolve this way was portrayed as as negative as the desires that made him in the first place. He his 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 first life sucks and his second life goes technically better, but only because he's like a manipulative sociopath that sees everyone as tools. Um, yeah, he is much more like trying to game his life because he like is an adult in a child's body where people expect child things and he knows how to like manipulate what people expect of children yeah and so in the first bit i'm like okay this like i see i see the core of the idea here uh the way it starts like reflecting his grossness with um his dad just being in like a literal actual rapist in the text that just made explicit uh mm-hmm. is and i'm like okay there are ideas here of the ways in which okay, this... i want to interrupt briefly um this is true about Paul is that, that yes, he is like a rapist, but also literally every man that isn't like yes. one of the like good guys in the world of Mashoka Tensei just sexually assaults women. Like yeah. it's a natural form of like there's you can go on adventures, you can drink beer and you can rape women. That's like the things people do in the world of Mashoka Tensei. Which is not quite clear in the first volume when he literally doesn't leave his house. He does not go anywhere. Like the, the man he sees is his dad, right? Um so it's not until he starts going places and like goes to the second town and uh, eventually goes around the world that like the just the extent of this stuff is normalized around the world. Um, I don't recall it being that pervasive in the Demon Continent, or necessarily no. in Millis where the the church is, but the anime doesn't go into the church at all no there's there's no church i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but like you go you go to like his his, his cousin's house whatever and they're like the yeah. like grandfather whatever is like fucking the maids who are literally like beast people that are his servants there's like a language barrier like the dynamics of this whole thing are just so fucked up and it's just like normalized yeah um that Paul does not seem like a particularly standout bad actor in the world of Mishoka Tensei. Yes. Um, yes. And um, to the point where when Rudy finally meets him again later and they, they have like a thing, it's like none of his actions uh, like on that about like his, you know, the way he treats women in the past is not really germane to the discussion because no. it's mostly about him genuinely being scared and angry because his wife, his wife and his like you know his mistress and his kids are disappeared and he doesn't know what the fuck to do and it's been years yeah, yeah. Oh, like when it comes to that stuff and he's grappling with paul and it's like the the most any characters get to be like three-dimensional it's the shitty men are able to grow past it in different ways but it doesn't like interrogate it's not an interrogation of who paul was before it's like and no a like the ways in which parents and children put unreasonable ex- expectations on each other in trauma is the angle that relationship kind yeah, of takes it's specifically about rudy realizing that like enough time has passed that he does not have to treat paul like he doesn't have to act like a kid anymore and he can just be a person and demand things of paul and paul will respond in kind yeah um yeah which is like a goal for you eventually hopefully reach your parents i have bad parent i have a bad parent so it's not as good as i would like uh that can be dysfunctional on a parent parental level but um 
you know, in you reach general. that point. Yeah, in general. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So ultimately, like the the I think the arcs I got to where I thought it um, ended up really falling flat for me. There were there were two points. Um, that really cemented this. Obviously, the first, uh, not obviously, because these aren't the ones people talk about. But the first one is uh, in the um, uh, the, the Demon City, whatever it's called, uh, when they're in the Adventuring Guild and he is in the forest and lets those people die. Um, the ways in which it resolved that arc, they pulled their punches so hard that I was like, it's never going to hold Rudy's feet to the fire about the things I want it to. Because um, it's like, Rudy is doing a scheme and as part of his like thinking of this as a scheme he is very blasé about other people's lives and does not kill them but does through lack of caution allow them all to get owned um and uh and killed and he's like reckoning with this but then also they're like no they're adventurers they knew what they signed up for and it, it there's more like nuance to it in a way that i'm like there didn't need to be nuance here. The thing he did not only sucked, but sucked in a way that none of the characters can like tell him off for because they don't understand. Like, the the other characters don't know that they're calling out a guy who's playing a video game with real people's lives. Because uh, yeah, yeah. Rougeard almost gets there, but because like he views Rudy as a child, the way that Rudy like was claiming, oh, they're adventurers, he gets out of that situation, whereas those other kids just fucking die. And it was um, it was volume six that really drilled home like uh, how disappointed I was in in the stuff here. The arc in um, Sharon is that what it's called? Is that what the city's called? Um, yes. Um, with the uh, creepy prince and the other weird murder prince. Um, the it's, it's the that this arc is I think the most. Instructive arc in the politics of the show more than necessarily the direct scenes involving uh, the sexual assaults because this is like in the background of there. Uh, but instead, it's like a scene with him and uh, this prince called Pax who is like was Rudy uh, was a Rocky's apprentice after Rudy and was also just an evil little creep. Um, but whereas but an evil little creep that is a prince. <laughs> but whereas like. Roxy's going around on this mission literally so touched by the fact that she trained the coolest guy in the history of fucking anime uh, that it's all it's literally her only character motivation um, this other guy just sucks and is a creep and is awful and even really he's like you're disgusting and he recognizes him as like a mirror of himself so they do bring like they do like ah oh, he's just like I was but they don't that doesn't cohere to anything because then he's like saved from he, the way he gets saved out of this predicament when he's like clashing with this uh, shitty mirror of himself is he is just given an escape hatch by the fact that he's really good at making gumpla, basically. Yeah, um, he, he makes model kits of the girls, and uh, what the other prince love. There's no, there's no booby figures in the world of Mishoka Tensei until he introduces them, and now they are a point of reverence among like-minded gross guys. And so it's like yeah. the fact that the backdoor way out of this what would actually be a this is who you are reckon with yourself situation is just another uh occurrence of my otaku specialness created something important to culture. I was like fuck off. This is a disaster. This ne- this will never. This is this is that was when it really lost me. I was like fuck off. You can't do this. And obviously the series the like book concludes with him uh with a 15-year-old talking about how amazing it was to fuck a 13-year-old. So I was understandably the other way around. 
Uh, no, not the other way around. Because it's, yeah, it's no, because oh, it oh, ends with Eris talking. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eris, yeah. this is kind of not in the show, but Eris's like description of how she feels, like what it was like to have sex with Rudy, is unhinged. Everyone yeah. who bought that not like volumes on a list, this should not exist. I was so I was like, this can't so, be. Uh, it's, isn't it because like that? I think that comes through in the anime because I like, the end she's like, I'm going on a quest so I can be good on my own terms, so I don't have to rely. Like she she's going to find herself so she can do all the things and and then come back and be cool to Rudius. Um, at the same time that like Roxy continues to like write letters and be like, I need I'm doing this for the special boy who taught me how to live again. And at the, and then like the very last episode ends with a teaser of Sophie's also like in a high tower somewhere convincing Gil, I know the coolest boy who's ever lived. And we need to get him and recruit him. I'm like, I just see the harem forming in the future. It's yeah, it's already there. He just comes into his women's life, uh, does the Eskai thing of their entire world revolves around him, even though he's a weird creep. But then he like they they everyone ends up like liking him when he's a weird creep. Like um, uh, Lilia, the maid, who is the first one to see him as like being a weird like two-year-old who's a pervert which shouldn't exist but like she's like who's this weird demon baby um but then because of the way he like navigates the situation with uh the fact that um paul was cheating on uh zenith with her uh to like a conclusion where they both to stay she then is like I now am devoted to Rudy. Not only that, I will raise my daughter to be devoted to Rudy and serve you one day. And I'm like, well, here's oh. the thing: is like he genuinely saves her life by doing that. Yes. Yeah. Like the the Lilia thing, I think is like fairly not nuanced, but there's at least something there in that. Like she still acknowledges that he's a weird pervert demon baby, but also she say he saved her life and her daughter's life. Um, the, the thing for the thing for me is not that the those things ex- like. That's fine. A story where like this kid has ne- genuinely negative attributes, and people still see good in him, and he's trying to be better, and he does do good despite all that is fine. It's the part where the show also is like, and his superpowers making uh, like wife figures, and he's building a harem, and just like lets those things also be part of the world. You can critique the culture, or you can indulge in the culture, but I think the show just wants to have it both ways, and that's the part that really chafes. I'm like, you can't talk about how his la- his life was toxic and he needs to do better while rewarding him with a harem and like a figure empire. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I feel, especially if like even more broadly than that, the like the female characters in this show, um, I think are really, they're just kind of bad. Like I, I like Eris. I think she's fine. Uh, she's entertaining. She's well played. Um, she has nothing. She is just a Sundari. I'm like, like, give me a. There's, you think about the depth that Paul gets in the way his relationships work and the way his shittiness interacts with Rudy's shittiness and the way their relationship changes in like three episodes they have together. Compared to Eris, who's in over half the show, is like, she doesn't. She's not a three dimensional character. She's just not. And then the only character development she gets at the end is fucking Rudy teaches her that like she must become an even better person to be back in the show. Um. And so, like, because the women are ultimately all different kinds of harem archetypes, they don't even, like, it's not even like the Evangelion thing where they do that, but then at least Asuka has, like, personality traits and history and, uh, you know, um, specific emotional resonance to their lives. This is why I think, I think Ghislaine is, like, the best, like, woman in the story, because she's a character who, you know, 
she's a, she's a beast woman who has incredible sword skills and uh, she's ripped and hot or whatever. But that's just allowed men in her life to take advantage of her. And so she, her whole thing when she meets with Rudy is like, oh, you're teaching Eris. I'm also going to learn because I need to learn to like do magic and read. And the things that kept me exploited in my life that allowed men to like run roughshod over me, despite the fact that I'm really powerful, was because I didn't understand how the world worked and I need to like do better and that interiority of her just like finding a different kind of strength that isn't just like killing 10 men in an alley which she does very well um, <laughs> yeah, is uh is is really good i think that stuff's really interesting uh yeah i didn't yeah. really need her backstory where she was like the wild kid of the village and her brother's like <laughs> i can't believe she found honor i can't believe she learned how to count Yes. You read the backstory where she gets the one backstory that anyone who leaves their tribe in a fantasy story has ever. I'm like, this is yes. just a fucking terrible bit from Final Fantasy Twelve where they go to the Vieira village. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh which is yeah, it's very funny how stuck that is, but ends up not really affecting Gislen because she's not like that's her backstory, but she doesn't she's not in that scene, so all of her mm. actual character work is kinda of different. There's also there's also interesting stuff with Roxy early on uh, that I was like, oh, maybe the show's like doing something. It was like really early on, um, like episode two Literally, or three like or whatever. the first scene of the second episode. Yeah, where um, Rudy's parents are fucking because they're just like bimbos who like, they, you know, they're the fucking quarterback and cheerleader of an adventure <laughs> squad that retired. And they're just so like that. Um, and and they're like loudly fucking. And he's like, oh, I can hear them again or whatever. And he goes on the hallway to like peek on him, do something. I don't remember. Um and he sees Roxy there, who's also listening to them and is like quietly masturbating, which is, and he's like, oh, that's, I'm really surprised. I guess I'm just going to like ignore that. It's like the adult brain makes, like does like a, you know, pervy joke of like, oh, you know, uh, she, she deserves to jack off too or whatever. But like this like reserved character who comes in and is like other and still is allowed space to like have interest and desires that are not just like, you know, Rudy wants to look at her panties is interesting. Um, but then once she leaves, it's just like, she's an object of like that, that creepy prince's desire in a way that's like, is just meant to make Rudy's stuff look better by comparison, which sucks. Um, and then she goes on a comedy adventure with like, you know, the like horniest lady in the land. Who's just like having gangbangs every time she like Roxy leaves the, the room at the end that they're staying in. And it's just played as like a big laugh. And I'm like, I don't where, where was the investment of like this human moment that came out of this, what I thought was just going to be another sex joke that we had early on. Like it's just forgotten about um, for sure. So she can shoot ice at uh, the other girl in her party every time she sees her fucking guys. So I think with Roxy and I, I want to circle back a little bit because Roxy and maybe this is like future stuff or, or just my interpretation. I don't think Roxy is specifically looking for Rudy like she is that's what paul asked her to do but she's looking for the whole like of that gray rat family because she wants to find uh zenith yeah. she wants to find uh by the, the end daughters. of the season she's like we're gonna go get zenith because um she just was and, grabbing whoever she can find right and and i think it's more that like and you kind of get that with the the like bottle episode for roxy when she goes back to her village that like she cares about Rudius's family. Like she wants to find Rudius because Rudius is an apprentice, but it's not like she. Wa I don't. I didn't take it as she wants to find the coolest guy. I took it as she's trying to like help this family that took her in and like talk to her and gave her the warmth that she did not have at her previous home because of like her disability. 
Oh, that's true. But when the promotional image is Sylvie and Roxy and Eris standing behind Rudy real cool, it's like, that's the, those are the wives. Like, yes. I know how anime works. <laughs> those are the wives. And it's, it's like, Roxy could be doing anything. and But, like, the specific development they give her is, first of all, she's, um like, 50 years old but looks 14. Yeah. Um, which anime. is, um you know... Already, the part that the part about that that's so fucking weird is that the show the show is not like is not afraid to just talk about like Eris and Rudy as teenage like you know young teenagers that, who have sexual impulses and like this is a world where t- some teens just have like sex at thirteen and you, they talk about that. So giving her the weird like I'm actually sixty but I look fourteen out doesn't make any goddamn sense because the rest of the world doesn't care. It's 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 not for that. It's purely just because it's like a fantasy world building thing. Um, sure. That it's it's actually it's not because of that. It's more that it allows her to keep the same brand of wife when aging, right? Because this is a story that takes place yeah. over many many years, uh, and that means when Rudy sees her again, she's going to look the same. That's like, in terms of man, the um, man, <laughs> functional. Man. That's I didn't all. Think I, about this. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I saw it. Um, uh, I think overall it's seventy five years. Ah, uh, God. Um, I yeah, because I know, I know, I was looking at like some of the book summaries. I know this goes until like literally Rudy is an old man or whatever. So that's yeah. in- vaguely interesting to me. I don't think I'm willing to go on that journey, but at least they just do the whole goddamn thing. Um, and oh, yeah, they they do the whole thing. Also, the series has ended. It's yeah. ended. One of these yeah. has ended. Mm-hmm. I know the light yeah. novels, the uh, the web novels ended, but the light novels are still they're only at volume sixteen. Um, the English translation of the light novels is at sixteen. the The Japanese versions finished in, okay. I think, like twenty seventeen at twenty five volumes. Uh, okay, which well, is too many volumes, but uh, yeah, because they're, they're these are these are like they're like three hundred page novels. They're, these are for light novels, fairly beefy uh, and full of like well building information. They're not, you know, they're not they're not quick reads by light novel standards. They are quick read by book standards, but when there's twenty five of them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just strange. Like the the Roxy stuff was weird, and the the reason I read it that way is like Roxy could be on a journey, um, having a boyfriend, right? Not that I need that, but that's the direction the story could go in. Um, but she's not her her interactions are all at least framed through the letter she writes to Rudy. Uh, she is explicitly like a virgin in the way that is um. Everyone in this world is fucking at all times. And she's like, oh, I want to meet a nice guy one day and maybe settle down. That just, like, notes her as, this is for the reader who will get to, like, think about the shipping with her and Rudy is because she is to be part of the harem. Does not, like, is cordoned off from the weird ambient sexuality of just the world. And I could only read that as, like, an intentional choice for how the, like, narrative is constructed and sold to the audience. Um, you need the pure wife. Yeah. Um, but she, they already have Sylvie as the pure wife. The part where she just like disappears from the story forever, and then the very end of the, the I know this is just because you know the, the, the books, end, yeah. end of the show or the end of the show. Uh, they, they, they like tease like, ah, oh, she's still around. I'm like, yeah, of course, but who cares? I haven't seen her in like twelve episodes. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> I, she is barely in the show. She's in like half an episode because of how quickly they do the books. Mm, yeah, uh, which is um kind of unfortunate because like she's like really important for the first book uh well yeah it's also like really just in like the framework of like these kind of stories where like we introduce the nice childhood friend who is like got the got the the true wife inertia and then immediately like ship him off to go be with like the Sundari who's loud and like 
sword fights. And I'm like, you just killed Sylvie's whole deal, like interest in like a plot. Cause you just introduced a more interesting girl, even if she ultimately like is just like another trope, but it's a trope that almost everyone likes more. It, she's probably my um, second favorite of the tropes in the show for the like wife choices. The last one that my favorite is not one of the harem, but she is one of the tropey girls uh, who is of course the uh, ageless demon Lord. Um, he's just, the, just the fucking best. I, I was the so comedy, fucking the cartoon baffled. character. Yeah. Yes. When the first time she shows up, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Because <laughs> like she's drawn like she's from a different show. Like she's like yeah. kind of chibi. Um, like it's like fucking Dragon Half showed up in in Yoshoka Tensei briefly. <laughs> when she's doing and her like just ridiculous confusing. march. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'd rather watch the show God. she's in, which is clearly a raucous comedy of. <laughs> Some other <laughs> shit, and not Michelle Tensei. I love her. She's whenever, great. Whenever she shows up, it's the best. So it was because I I really like her in the anime because I think the portrayal of her and animation and her bubbly personality is like what makes that character good. Um, in the light novels, when I got to the scene with her, um, with the eye, I was like, how can I was losing my mind at the um amount that I thought just. The, the novel was giving up before my eyes as the <laughs> ageless god that looks like a child was giving um, uh, Rudy the mystic eyes of something perception. Uh, just like, like just all the things. This is everything has come here. Why have an idea? Um, but uh, um, I like her a lot in the show. In the, in the show, he gets like this like foresight eye where it allows him to briefly see things in the future, but it's not actually that useful. It, it helps like every once in a while, but mostly it's just kind of annoying, it seems like. <laughs> It is good in combat. Yeah. yeah. It just makes him decent enough at sword fighting, even though he sucks at sword fighting. Yeah. Uh, the um <laughs> the the thing they don't put in the show is the part where that chapter with her is like she has eight different eyes that she could give him. And it totally They do mention out. they do mention she has she's the keeper of like a bunch of eyes. Well, if you want a whole chapter about the possibilities of what those eyes could do and why he chooses foresight, and I'm gonna agree with him. The other ones seem like you don't need them. <laughs> What were they? Uh, it's the one that lets you see how much mana someone has, and he's like, that's immediately useless. <laughs> which, is true. Uh, which is used mostly for her to immediately say, you've got as much mana as Laplace. Uh, um, God, I've forgotten what the rest are. There's, um, there's, there's lets you locate the idea yes. of a person. There's lets you... I'm trying to remember the one that Ghislaine has. Because... Ghislaine has one, which is why she wears the eye patch. Yeah. She's literally going Kakashi mode. <laughs> Wait, is that in the show? I don't remember her saying she has an eye. I know it's that I... when she... hmm. Is it not? I don't hmm. think they draw like they re they really draw attention to it in the book, but I don't know if she necessarily has the moment where she like raises it up and uses it in the I... show. Uh, I she she might do got... in a fight. I thought when they got back to the village. Like, when they finally get back, and she sees Rudy, and she's like, oh, you got one of them eyes, too. Oh, yes, she does mention it. Um, but, uh, I understand, oh, right, yeah. I understand why I missed it, because, like, yes, that's that's made very it's, clear. What it's a runaway line. All right, we got magic power eyes, <laughs> um, which let you see the mana. We got identification eyes, which just let you know who anyone is, um, and, like, objects as well. We have x-ray eyes that let you see through walls. Um, that seems more useful to me than future side eyes. Uh, I'll be uh, clairvoyant eyes, which uh, let you see far. Or they're kind of similar to the um, third eye on this bird's head. 
Okay. Uh, then there's the foresight eyes. Then there's absorption eyes, which let you absorb magic power, but they also like absorb your own magic power, so they're completely fucking useless. Oh, okay. Unless uh, you're Aeris. <laughs> yes. Um, and then there's some more eyes, which I think are spoilery. There's, I'm looking at these eyeless, and I'm like, I didn't have had all of these. These seem... Well, we've got all-seeing eyes, absolute void eyes, and magic... Magic eyes of affection! There you go. Um, but of the ones presented to him, having combat foresight is actually helpful compared to like <laughs> being able to tell what people's manner is. Yeah, sure. That all seems like it builds into the meta plot about the big hero guy who shows up at the very end of the oh, anime. Right. Like, what the fuck is this show? So, so the <laughs> plot point we didn't mention, technically the actual plot of the whole story, but it doesn't matter because we only watched one season. Uh, after the magic event, um, Rudy keeps going into a void when his dreams where he talks with the man god. Uh, weird name, but just how it translates. Uh, the man god gives him advice that just always seems to lead him on the right path. Uh, this is clearly building to something. Um, Rudy doesn't really trust him, uh, but the advice keeps working out and he doesn't have any alternative. Uh, however, at the end, he comes across uh, or- Orsted, right? Orsted, uh, yes. The, the demon king. Dra- dragon king god. Dragon dragon king god. The second most powerful um, person. Like, of the gods in the whole world, but can actually, in his full power, defeat the first most powerful god, who is the technique god, who gave everyone the techniques. Not really important. Also, most of them are not actual, like, deities. It's just, like, the way that they power rank, like, in the way that there's, like, sword saint, sword king, sword emperor, and then sword god is just, like, the seven most powerful people in the world. Uh, Not actual, like, deities. Uh, when he finds out that Rudy has been talking to the man god, which he just like admits out loud because he's an idiot, um, <laughs> he's been keeping it secret this entire time. Just tells the first random evil guy he sees. Incredible. Uh, he kills him, um, but then gets brings owned. him back. Yeah, uh, he gets owned, um, but then he just doesn't die, and they bring him back to life and let him go. Uh, nothing really happens with that at this point. It will eventually be the main plot. Um, there's like hanging threads about how. Rudy's been reincarnated by, I think, the Dragon God. The, the, they, they definitely, from the material I've read, I could work out exactly who reincarnated him, but I haven't done the mental work to exactly say who it was. Um, I don't think that like someone specifically reincarnated him. I think it's just something that happens occasionally. Okay. Like, okay. The, there are, may be other people who have been reincarnated, um, and that's just like a thing that can happen through weird magic. Yeah, there is there. Yes, I'm. I mean, yes, there is a hint towards that in the novels that is not actually mentioned in the show. Uh, but if you notice, his assistant has like a weird Japanese name. It's not yes. not a thing that um. Uh, that is like else. brought up in the show where they say her name and they're like that. Like he reacts. There's an extra chapter in one of the earlier things where that name is also the name of like a rice bowl dish he finds. So. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right, the, gra- the rice chapter. Yeah, the rice chapter. So that was laying the groundwork for that stuff. Um, anyway, there's clearly some massive god war about these reincarnations that's going on in the background that really gets very briefly involved at the end. Not really relevant to this point. There's still 21, no wait, 19 volumes of books to go after this point. <laughs> yeah, that does not come back up for an, or it, that does not become the main plot for another 10 volumes. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I think it's volume 16 where, like, the one that just came out shows back up. 17 is the one that just came out and is really bad. 
What what like, does that mean? What's really bad for like Mushoku Tensei fans? Because like my concern so, of the show is very different to you know. Seventeen has it and like something that like volume sixteen really good. Uh, like has a lot of plot moving forward. Has like character moments that are finally coming back. It's where like Eris comes back from her like cloister of being a sword person. Um, you don't see Eris again till volume sixteen. You yeah. see her in like side chapters at the end of each novel as she like like Roxy right now. Yeah, yeah. Eris okay. takes that, which like sucks that it takes that long. But when she comes back, it's really good. Um, then volume seventeen, they kind of spin their wheels a little bit, and for whatever reason, the translator of the light novel and I tried to do some research on this because it threw me way the fuck out. Uh, for whatever reason, the translator decides that they needed a no homo joke or it didn't exist. That's funny. Like, just, just Rudy had to like clarify that he was not gay with his male friends. I don't know why. Like, not in the original, as far as I can tell. Um, God. But yeah, that that was bad. Um, for Mashoku Tensei, that was bad because like. Man, th- as far as like these things go, there's not really any homophobic or transphobic content where a lot of these things will have that because anime. Yeah, uh, that's this. This so is the like controversial translation thing that happened in Volume Two, and when I found out about this, I was so confused because they they take out a bit where um, uh, Rudy sexually assaults uh, Eris. It's in the anime. Um, yes. and when it and I looked up the, the differences and I was so confused I was like there is worse stuff that happens in all around this why did they change this scene <laughs> like it's not one of the worst scenes by any standards I was very confused uh, as to how that happened the translation is weird at times but um, I will say also as the volumes go on the like sexual assault stuff like falls to the wayside if you can say that like it it is not much longer brought up as like a thing that every person does um it's so weird because that's what every person does yeah it's yeah once he goes to magic high school or magic college like the college students are not like assaulting people Um, they're just normal it's yeah, I guess I'm looking at the light novels and literally we're about to hit like the boyhood section ends and the adolescence section. Begins. Yeah. And once you hit the adolescence section, for whatever reason, that's where like a lot of that stops being as focused upon. Um, the decision to do that? Don't know. But I, yeah, I'm 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 curious, not enough to read um 20 novels, uh, <laughs> but I, I am like because the problem with talking about Michelle Katanzi is you look at every defense and like, no, it's like it's like it's really going to it's really going to grow and tackle these things. He's going to get better. Uh, it was the stuff in volume six and him meeting the like otaku uh, shadows of himself that I was like, oh, the way it treats these is he's it's never really going to go into the uh, un- like understanding of why this guy sucks that I want because. My vision of him is like the reason the reason Rudy's bad is is you know he I think the vision of self improvement this is the premise of the series is fundamentally wrong and the show th- and the books think it's good that he gets the second chance to be better um, and I I, fi- I find the premise of this deeply depressing like. <laughs> 
I don't understand what you're meant to take from this. I, in fact, I understand more from the anime because the anime does actually try to draw a line to like real people. That's what the ending of the anime is. They make up. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it's it's hard to say because like, not trying to defend. Like I agree with mm-hmm. your assessment from what is given that like. Yeah, this interpretation of, like, having a second chance really sucks, and it's not until a few more volumes down that, like, Rudy drops his, like, always talking to people formally, and, like, still, like, he drops the manipulation side of things. Like, he does start to, like, realize that that is actually the problem. Um, Like, you can try to, and, and, like, like I said, that's further down where, like, he does start to realize that, like, the way that he has been presenting himself and the way that he has, like, tried to take advantage of his new life and, like, do things better is still bad. It's still wrong. I think the thing is, to me, that, like, the sh- the show thinks that this Rudy is is better. And, like, he is in some way. He is doing things. He's on an adventure. But it's purely protagonist inertia. It, it I expected from the first bit of the story that he would learn that becoming the best mage in the world wasn't what he wanted. He just needed to, like, be nice to friends. It, I expected it to be about how being a shut-in and being a, like, perfectionist shonen guy is just... They are two visions of, like, single-minded selfishness. Uh, and it, the show never makes that connection. Every time it goes back to his old self, it's like, um, oh, I've come so much way. Don't remind me that I'm actually fat. And I'm like, what are, what are people watching this meant to think? Like, you should become uh, <laughs> a kid and become perfect? Like, <laughs> I don't. This is the fundamental yeah. thing about, like, the. Not Isekai, but the do over Isekai, which is a, like yes. another specific form that I'm like, what are people meant to take from that? Because if your moral is. If you get a second chance, you'll probably do better. That seems very depressing as a as a as a reader. I don't know what like you're meant to walk away from uh, if you were yourself like a you know nerd reading this and you're like what a, what lesson do you take from this book? And I don't know. You need to take a lesson from anything, but it does make yeah. me curious. I I not the lesson, but like I mean, volumes like eleven through sixteen are just he has he's starting a family and just is like going to his job and has a family and sometimes magic things happen but like he's just a family guy like the the thing that i think is like interesting as well is that like once rudy starts to settle down he is not in the hero narrative he is not trying to save the world and do the thing he just wants to like live a nor- a life that he did not have the ability to do and like that's where the like do over narrative starts to at least be more not interesting but more like understandable of uh i like realized that the thing that i didn't have was like connections with people and he does eventually get there it just takes you know 12 volumes for him to get there yeah that was the that was what i um expected from the that's okay that's that's curious to me because um that's like what i was looking for right from the from the start and that's why people more people sell the series on i'm like but then i read it and i'm like he's on a he just got killed by the big guy who says he's on the magic quest for the you know he has this divine purpose in this god war but then you're like no actually after this he just goes to school and becomes a normal person and i i cannot square these things what the (laughs) fuck are these books uh well you see he has to overcome his depression ed uh his depression ed he gets an eating disorder. No, no, erectile dysfunction, the other one. Oh, God. You know what? That's, that's... how you kill his horniness. He get he gets 
for two years. He gets erect on his phone for two years? Man. Um, <laughs> that, that feeling when your uh, wife runs away to go sword train in the mountains. The, the, uh, the bit, the monologue she gives in the book after the Rudy thing is so bad. Because she's like, oh, don't worry, he's, his, his dick's huge. And I'm like, he's, th- he's 13, he's a 13 year old. You have to stop this. This book has to stop. I don't need this. So the idea Shit, that it might this, be four years. Oh, my. I guess that's how. Um, that's probably out of necessity on some level because um, this book. Shit, it might be four years because I think it's like 17. He's 17 when he meets back up with Sylvie. <laughs> Man. Man. I'm. <laughs> okay. That that seems like it's more out of, out of like narrative necessity than I think because. Um, while this, uh, you know, the series en- ends in a sex scene uh, that we read so far, but this is extremely an anime um, built out of like relationship. If Rudy was an adult, right in these, in these, um, the, the, this plot, uh, the series would fall apart because they would have had sex in the second novel, and then they'd have had to like deal with the next step of having a conversation about characters. So I am not surprised that it gives Rudy like a reason to not go into the like relationship phase of any drama because it's still doing the early bits that every anime likes to circle around. Yeah, yeah though then, looking like, at it's... where the novels go, it does go there. It does eventually be like the okay. majority of this is about Rudy in relationships. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. And I just don't, not here. Just not while yeah, he's at school. Uh, he's got to go through training arc first. He gets married at school. He gets married at school. Uh, you know, fuck it. Who's he get married to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Sorry, what? All, all of them. them. All, all three, three of the girls. He has uh, three wives, and I think seven children. By the end. I hate this. <laughs> just coming around to like oh you know maybe there's stuff here. he just marries all of the god fucking damn it not all at once not all at once and there are like the <laughs> it, it's not good but the way that the various girls like relate to each other is at least they have conversations and like talk that, about like, when i was looking at it, i'm like wait a second that, that means goes. that they just have to hang out and like talk to each other that's the part yes. I'm like, damn i'm interested in that i want to know what hang out with... have in common <laughs> Uh, it's interesting to see how they start to play off of each other. Like, mm. that is actually, like, decent except for, like, the... Until you get to the point where, like, the main thing they all have in common specifically is they're all married to Rudy, but, like, mm. they're all yeah. living their own lives in addition to that, like... I mean, this is this is every harem show. It's just not, like, you know, you watch Sonic yes. Online, he's only married to one of those girls. Um... Nah, he's... Just marry all of them. Uh, so like on some level I appreciate that but on the other level I'm like that's real that's weird that is weird and loaded in this specifically because the uh-huh. the the stuff at the start of this frames the way in which um Paul he's supposed to he's supposed to get over thinking about how he can have the good end of his fucking H, like H game roots yeah and also like the ending of the first story is him negotiating this like similar situation with Paul and his two wives and it is very explicit about like that outcome was a way for Paul to kind of get off scot-free for treating women like shit 
<laughs> that's what that's about. That's like how it like is better for everyone involved, but the inertia of like this is better for the women, it's better for the children to just treat the man as allowed to do these things is like handled in an interesting way. And the idea that that's how the tensions ultimately resolve with Rudy is like, sure, fucking why not? <laughs> anyway, well, thanks for that reveal being captured live on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have anything else to say about Mishoka Tensei? This is um, a show. So I, I watched this show like a couple weeks ago um, and had kind of a, a very up and down time where I'd, I'd sometimes be like, this is doing stuff. And I get really mad about it. And then I just like, it was just tumultuous. Um, and I was left like, well, like really nothing. I get everything got kicked down the can to like read the books, or watch the second season. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but it's just, it's just weird and frictive in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, if it was just trash, I think I would like, it'd be much easier to reckon with. But I think sometimes it's like almost getting there and maybe it is obviously like people's response to it. It is getting there for people. Um, whether that's just like, I don't watch enough of this type of show where like this version is better than like shield hero or whatever that, that maybe it's as simple as like, I'm not anime brain poison enough to understand why Mishoka Tensei is good. Um, maybe it's just Man, like, there... like, I don't like grim fantasy generally. Um, but like this show works for people, and I, I I guess I kind of see why. It's just weird. It, on the anime, like brain pilled, like there are three isekai airing this season. All of them are like, mm, mm, two of them are much worse than Mashoku Tensei. Like in mm. the way that they specifically hate women, the like mob otome game like really hates women in a way that like makes Mashoku Tensei seem like an upstanding feminist. Uh, mm. It, its premise is guy gets reincarnated into an otome game and what's about this otome game is what if men and women's roles in society were reversed and you go to school so that women choose like what men to bring into their prestigious family and the main character just has a meltdown and has to like reorient society back to like women being <laughs> subservient to men it's gross in of a lot of weird does ways like it yeah like and compared to that like mashoku tensei is like killing it um bookworm is good in different ways but like it's a it's a different thing bookworm's one i might read because i know that's like it's about a girl who likes books so yep i'm sure there's i'm sure it finds a way i'm I'm gonna be clear i'm sure it finds a way but i bet it is playing in mostly different spheres (laughs) Uh, then the like guy gets a harem is the guy. This made me want to go back to reading uh, Witch Hat Atelier, which is just a good book about kids learning magic. And it is. What just if a magic good book systems about. are? What if the structures of magic are bad? Maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I thought that this would like, given where it is, is interesting to discuss, especially like when people coming after just missed any of the like hint of nuance that's there like just completely whiffed it missed it like rudy is a full three-dimensional character with flaws and like personality comparatively the 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 problem is you've set up a world where eventually i'm going to have to watch one of these and then i'm going to be really mad that i did Uh, i gotta know know how bad it is i actually (laughs) it's bad um Uh, I mean, that's the kind of leads to another point I want. We're too busy talking about the themes that the other thing I wanted to mention was I don't know why this show looks like this. 
it was one of the first Be- things that I was like reacted to was why does she look like this? Um, because yeah, you started with the book first, then like after the first book, you start watching the show, and we're very taken aback by it looking like this. It's like a beautiful, lush uh-huh. slice of life. Look at the the incredible <laughs> vistas and lovely magic touches. I'm like, I just read the script for a trashy '80s OVA, and I, I get, uh, you know, um, I'd pick one. I don't have a good contemporary pull. Uh, uh I. Can look at like I don't know she, sword art like sword art looks like garbage comparatively. Like, yeah, this is like looking like Violent Evergarden. Um, it, yeah. So like the actual reason there is a Mashoku Tensei has made a lot of money. Um, it is very popular, and b the studio Studio Bind was made mm. and funded specifically to adapt all of Mashoku Tensei. Like the studio oh. was brought for the purpose of adapting Mashoku Tensei. Fair enough. So they had the budget and the and the vision, and so I don't know, they hire like really famous voice actors. Rudy's old voice is uh, Sugita, uh, who I can't think about anything except for Gentoki and Gentama. Um, of course, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like they get like a listers for this. They give it all of the budget in the world. They make the fight scenes incredible. The fight scene between Orsted, Rougiard, and Eris is, like, just some of the best fight work you get in television anime because they had the money to do it and the time to do it. I See, I thought that fight was fine. My actual thing isn't, there's not like a comparison show, but I feel like you can tell that whatever scheduling happened, they did not have as much time to do Core 2 as they did to do Core 1 because... I feel like the show, it, like the animation drops down dramatically until they get to the second half of the season. Uh, that fight is like a big high moment. But I think about like, remember that episode where they um, do the kidnapping uh, and it begins and, with like, that. like the firework. Yeah, like the firework at the end fight, but also just the initial fight between um, uh, Ghislaine and Eris in the yard. Uh, everyone is showing off in the first few episodes of this show. It's Or like the yeah. dance scene that gets animated and it's just like a really like fluid dance i think the dance episode is probably the best episode of all of the ones we watched um it's the most normal for sure that's just (laughs) just one about like what if the nerd teaches the like weird jock and they both have to do a dance scene uh it's just good it's good it's just classic stuff yeah, the light novels get back to stuff like that after he does the adventure thing, which is an interesting pacing decision. Uh, I really like the Paul episode where, like, uh, Geese and Paul, like, sit down and talk and Rudy and Paul, like, get to be normal people. But, like, mostly from the perspective of, like, Rudy having to realize that he is older than his dad and, like, mm-hmm. has to be an adult in a way that, like, he has not had to before. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably my favorite episode outside of, like, I thought the, like, early kid stuff was pretty solid when it wasn't being, like, here's a bunch of sex jokes about the pervert baby. Um, I mostly just liked the pastoral growing up and learning magic stuff. The part where he, like, learns how to do water spells is just, like, it's, like, ni- it's like nice. It's, like, not, it, like, it's not, like, earth-shattering, but it's just, like, a pleasant, chill time with some anime. Yeah. 
I also do like the Roxy bottle episode when she goes back to her village, but like that is so tonally out of place with the rest of the show and where the part, it was. The part where they all start crying and her like parents come to comfort her and they're all they all look like they're like sixteen is very funny to me. <laughs> Some real like Star Trek Voyager energy happening. There. <laughs> uh, uh, here's another thing, just from reading the books. Now I know what um. What's uh, this bird? Rugiad. Rugiad. I know what he looks like. Yet, Mm -hmm. I just, when I'm reading it and I'm not seeing him, I'm just like, this has to be a wolf man, right? Like. (laughs) 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 Uh, He just looks looks like, he just looks like the third most useful swordsman in Suikoden. (laughs) (laughs) His design is not good. (laughs) He needs to to be way cooler. He looks way too generic, especially once he like shaves. Um, well, especially like compared to Ghislaine who like just is imposing and cool like the one there's like one bit I guess it's kind of perfect but the bit where um, <laughs> Rudy wants to see where her tail meets her body because he wants to get the figure he's making of her right and she just like is like fine I'll pull down my pants she's like she's wearing underwear which is like she's got the world's like most rock hard ass is very funny <laughs> I thought that bit was pretty good <laughs> yes she's she like great. I've never seen an ass like this before <laughs> knocking on it as Eris comes in <laughs> yes uh yeah i i think that the um i i mostly just like the uh the arc at the um wherever it was uh the heiress place i forget what that town's called uh but i think all that stuff's mostly very good yeah um it's weird it's up and down i i was like i'm now i can put this out of my head and then i'm like sitting here i'm like maybe maybe in season two i'll turn on season two i don't know who can say um, the world is vast and infinite. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was so let down by everything that happens in volume six. Um, the, it yeah. goes back up if you want to keep reading another 11 volumes. <laughs> um, there's so many things I want to read is the problem. <laughs> uh, you I, know, the fact that there's so many other things you'd rather be reading is actually a good vote in favor of you actually finishing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It's also hard for me to separate, like, how much I like this show and the fact that, like, I started reading this as recovering from surgery last year. So, like, you know, trauma bond. Um, I, um, yeah, this was really interesting to do. I feel like I've, like, learned a lot and have many more questions. And (laughs) it's just different than what we normally cover. The ways in which this is bad and, like, interesting and complicated uh, all at the same time are just so different than, like, our concerns when we're talking about fucking Gundam. Whether it's, like, Tomino's gender galaxy brain or Seed's meandering bullshit, they're not anything like this. No, and after last time I brought you A Place Further Than the Universe, which is a good show, but, like, reflections are... It was a good show. I was trying to think of something that, like would be interesting because i will take something that is middling and interesting over something that is good but like just done well but doesn't Mm -hmm. have much depth like i want to see things fuck up in interesting ways which yeah no you've succeeded on finding a thing that is messy over a thing that is just like yeah we we can talk about another 12 episode slice of life where nothing happens uh done that episode a lot (laughs) kind of tired of doing those episodes i mean it's fine i don't mind doing them i like watching the shows but but, no, I don't have anything to say. Speaking of 12 episodes, Lesley of Anime, uh, it's so funny that this show has. They give it the Aria opening. Yeah. They give it the Aria opening! They, I yeah. cannot think of a show more 
just in a different hemisphere of <laughs> ideas, of vibes, of everything with Arya. You sort of hang out and look at some pastoral scenes before the show happens. There's nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, sure, chill. Well, I can see, you know what? I can see Arya. I can see the world. I can see where Arya is exactly the same, but that fucking cat guy is a pervert. And it, that, that <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that's not possible. <laughs> no, it's definitely possible. I'm trying to think. I, I've seen. I've played Persona Four. <laughs> the mascots can be pervy, perverts. That's yeah. it's possible. It's possible. I'm trying to think of which one you're talking about specifically because this thing that's interesting is there is no like set opening for the show. They'll oh, do just like generally just the different just the part where shots. Yeah, of, just like the, gorgeous Aria pastoral land landscapes. Yes. Yeah, Arya always opens with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just is like stuff happening as the music plays for the theme. Yeah, because Arya's opening is all like it's the morning and everyone's greeting the world in this new plot that we've got and it has yeah, very today it's music snowing yeah. and now we see everyone getting their winter clothes out as the OP plays. Yeah, uh, so it has a very similar approach. <laughs> I just found very funny. Um, if you want one of the nice twelve episode slice of life, let me tell you about Bofuri. What if Log Horizon were instead about a girl who doesn't want to get hurt, so she becomes a tank? Bofuri these nuts. Thank exactly. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, this, this has been a good conversation. Uh, I think the show has a lot of interesting ideas, but I, I think about, you know, there's a monologue where a 15 year old talks about how good it was to fuck a 13 year old, and I think <laughs> we, this must all be burned down. Um, so we'll see. I, prob- I will probably just sit on it, and uh, if I ever get the urge to go back, I will. I assume it can't get worse. He, but by definition, he can only get older. <laughs> 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 Um, resets a second time and now he's a no! baby again <laughs> that's a different character <laughs> uh, um, uh, it, if if you want to set expectations just do what I did and like go through the wiki like just read Rudius's entry and be like okay cool cool this is this is where like things can be good or bad and make your decisions after that yep I looked through it and I was like I can't tell at least, like, stuff's happening. Uh, there's things that are interesting to me, things that seem really boring, but that's every story, so, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, well. That's it. I think that's it. Thank you very much. You're yeah. welcome. Um, next time, I have a... <laughs> we have a problem in that we're watching the end of O's, but that means we got to watch some ancillary O's material when it fits in around the end of O's. Uh, so we watched Common Writer O's episodes 1 through 28. Uh, last year, um, we are finishing the series. However, there's two movies. Are we are we watching um, both of them as well? I thought we were just doing the series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we are going to start with Let's Go Common Riders, which is part of that hundred uh, episode or thousandth episode of Common Rider thing. It's a film uh, that fits in like right where we stopped, um, and uh, we'll watch that. Then we're watching O's twenty nine through thirty six. Uh, I'll give this to Jackson to put in the description of this episode. Um, then we're watching the movie, The Shogun and the 21 Core Medals, which oh. is the main O's movie. So I, I, I thought you meant the, the many sequel movies of O's. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. no. Right. And then yes. we will be finishing the show up to episode 48 where it ends. Okay. I do, I do this when I watch Tokyo as well. I do watch the movie at the right yeah. point. That That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's honest. That means I have actually got two Kamen Rider series that I have paused at the big crossover movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about the show getting the 21 core medals film is it's the one that introduces Forze. So if you ever want to go on to Forze, which is an incredible show everybody should watch. Uh, this I haven't seen this one. This is an introduction because they always introduced them in the prior show. I'm, re- I'm really anxious that if I watch Forze, I'm going to be a hater. 
Um, that's fine. Me and Molly will just not respect you anymore. <laughs> it's 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 about like how you can make high school good through the power of friendship, which is already a fraught idea for me, written by the girl and the gong guy. So I'm like, I'm just it's I'm on edge. I can't watch fours. What if I hate it and then you will hate me? Uh four has made me a better friend to the people in my life. It's like really important to me. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't maybe don't watch it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, yeah. Um, um, thank you, Chris. Yeah. Right, you don't you have all. any plugs, right? So, uh, not. Yeah. Okay. Particularly. Uh, I hope your bike gets. F- oh, you said you got it fixed already, right? That wasn't yeah. actually in the episode, but good, uh, good luck. <laughs> I was like, um, what? Your bike? <laughs> yeah. When you're biking through a park, watch out for uh, beer bottles in the morning of Saturday, because then you'll have to get your tire fixed. Um, we'll be back next month with those. You know where to find us. It's Beach House. I don't really feel the need to do a bunch of plugs unless you want to, Jackson. No, I didn't need to plug. You're the one who makes me plug. Well, I... Listen to the rest of our podcasts at normalmapping.com. That's it. That's all you need. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.